Good evening, Merav Rabbi Continuing along here by Yisrael Perik Shlishi of Cheshben Anevesh. We are up to number six, the sixth of the Cheshbonis. One who has to contemplate with one soul. Once you contemplate with himself, when he finds that he is using and exercising his kayak of bechira, his ability of free will to make choices to either do what Hashem wants him to or neglect and violate what Hashem wants him to. So when a person feels when a person feels that he is exercising his free will to go against what Hashem wants him to do, that they're leaning person feels he's doing something, he's going down a path to do something in violation of what Hashem wants us to do. So at that moment, there's another cheshben that could be made, which is interesting. Till now, the first five of the cheshbenus were overall. They could be thought of uh, at any time. Here, Chavazavavis is telling us at that moment, the person could muster up the strength to make this cheshben and think about and contemplate this idea. What is this idea? When he feels he wants to go against what Hashem wants him to do. He wants to rebel against Hashem. The Yachshav and Ashi should think into his soul, the Yavra Aliboy, let it cross his mind. Kol Masha Hisig, Bechushav, Mishorshi Elabanofov. Pshutoi Merkovoi, Velyoyne Vitachtoinoi. He should start thinking first about the whole world, really about the whole creation, about all of the elements whether it's the water, the earth, the sun, the moon, those are up on high, those are down below. They all stand at attention for Hashem. They all do what Hashem wants them to do. And they keep the covenant that it was made with Hashem, that we will do your will. This is something that we say every Shabbos. We sing on, 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 uh, during the Birchas Kriyashma. We usually sing it with a song. And over there we say these are all of the creation. All of the elements in creation are, are happy and joyous to do Hashem's will. When they go out, when they come in, doing their, doing their daily routine, what they, what they were set out to do, what Hashem wants them to do, and they never falter. At certain times, we're told in history, the sun, the sun stood still. It lasted a little bit longer for a particular need. Even the famous Chazal with the Yamsuf, when the Yamsuf was supposed to split, there was a whole conversation with Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu says, you have to split Yamsuf so the Jews can go across and the the, the waters, which really means that the, the sar, the angel that's in charge of the water, says to my Rabbeinu, excuse me, I'm doing what Hashem wants me to do. Hashem wants me to keep flowing down. That's what the water does. It keeps flowing down. The river keeps moving. You want me to stop? You want me to split? You want my waters to go up instead of downstream? I can't do that. 
Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, I command, you have to do it. The water says, excuse me, I was created on day number two. You were created day number six. I'm ahead of you. I'm better than you. An amazing Chazal. Till Moshe Rabbeinu proved that Hashem wanted him to do this. But we see that all the waters, the sun, the moon, the galaxies, the planets, they all work perfectly in sync. No one rebels. None of them, none of it rebels against Hashem. Did you ever see like that? Did you ever see the sun says, you know what? I'm lazy today. I'm just not going to get up today. You know, a lot of people are lazy. They don't want to get up on time for what they have to do. So the sun says, yeah, I'm very lazy today. I've been doing this for thousands of years. I'm lazy today. I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to go all the way up to the sky and shine where it has to. So all of the vegetables that need sunlight, all of the people that need sunlight, so much that the sun gives of its rays and its heat and its warmth and its light. And the sun says, I'm not going to. We never find that. So we should look around the creation and see that they all keep the covenant and the bris they made up with Hashem. Did you ever see them not do that? Did they ever rebel? And if any of them would decide one day, one time to rebel against Hashem, we wouldn't exist. We would cease to exist if the sun wouldn't come up, if the the waters wouldn't flow properly, or the water, well, the waters wouldn't stay in their boundaries. We see every once in a while Hashem allows it to go over, and there's a tsunami, or a landslide, or a flood. But otherwise, it keeps to exactly where it's supposed to. You ever go? You ever go to the ocean? You go to the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean enormous bodies of water and you're standing there and you see all of a sudden the waves, huge waves going up 10, 15 feet in the air and coming crashing down and the water comes and then all of a sudden it peters out. Why? There's so much water. There's billions of gallons of water. Why does it just come over? There's so much more water than there is land where you're standing. Why does it just come over? Because Hashem says, Ad Up until here you have the right to come. And the water listens, okay, up until here, I'm not going to rebel. La Marshall, and he gives an example. Let's say one of the elements of the world would decide, we're not doing what Hashem wants us to do. Or the earth, instead of spinning exactly where it has to on its axis and doing its proper orbit every 24 hours, every 365 days, the earth decides, you know what, I'm just going to move just a tad bit off to the left. You know what happened to all of us? We would all topple off, topple off into oblivion. All the waters of the world, three quarters of the world is water, would all fall off. It would all get covered over. Would there be one human being left on this planet? And to get an appreciation that it all works in tandem, like clockwork, it does exactly what it's supposed to, day in, day out. doesn't rebel against Hashem. The Let's take it one step further, says the Rebbeinah. Let's go to the person's organs himself. Not something that's external, that's in the world, that pertains to everybody, but everybody personally. If one of our organs would decide to act up, would decide to rebel, 
and via Nuach Evarovat Tvuim, Alat Tenuya, Nuach Anon Mayem, those limbs that are supposed to be mobile, our hands, our feet, that are supposed to be mobile, all of a sudden they become stiff and immobile. Or the limbs that are supposed to be immobile, they're supposed to just stay where it is, they decide to move. You know, the heart's supposed to be right here in the middle of the chest, decided, you know what? It's just going to drop down for a rest and fall into the stomach. Would it be possible to live for a moment if one of our organs decide to not do what it's supposed to do, not function the way it's supposed to function? We know when a Kodesh Baruch Hu, uh, needs to remind a person of that, things don't work exactly in order, and a person gets ill, and he has to, to, to have intervention for it. But if it would all of a sudden happen in an extreme way, what would happen? Or imagine feelings. Imagine we wouldn't have feelings in the different organs that we need feelings. You know what happened? Imagine, remember hearing a story about this years ago, that somebody, a woman had some issue with her nervous system and didn't have any feelings in her hand. So she would cut, she was cutting a vegetable or something and didn't realize she was cutting right through her finger because she didn't have any feeling over there. And without realizing she could have bled to death. So just the fact that we have feeling and that we have places that hurt us is to arouse us, to alert us that we have to stop doing what we're supposed to be doing. So imagine if we wouldn't have feelings, would we be able to live, would we be able to exist? Impossible. So taking this idea... He didn't even mean the marshal yet. We'll give the analogy in a moment, but this is something that's real. Look at the world. It doesn't rebel against Hashem and it does everything the way it's supposed to. How could a person not be ashamed? That we will rebel against Hashem. We're going to do something that the world doesn't do, the, the universe doesn't do, but we're going to do that. That Go against Hashem's covenant. The organs are just here to serve man, to serve our neshama, to serve our free will. And they don't rebel. They don't break the covenant. So why should we, our free will, how can we not be ashamed that we will break our free will? I mean, who's the king over here? Who's the master of this? of this human being. His neshama should be the master. And all of the organs, will call them, they're the servants of man. They all carry out their task, day in, day out, and they don't rebel. And yet, the king himself, the king of the person, the neshama rebels. Listen to this marshal, listen to the analogy that the Chavazavavaz gives, as he is wont to do. And the closest analogy that we can say to this example is as follows. Imagine Lamelech, there was a king. He took a whole group of servants. He took a, a cadre of his servants and he instructed them to go with a one of his ministers and travel across a certain body of water to go to a destination. And he instructed these servants, you have to be careful, this minister is very important to me. And you have to protect him. You have to protect him, you have to guard him, you have to take care of all of his needs throughout this journey. 
and he has to reach a certain destination and you're going to be on this journey for a certain amount of time. And then after that, the king instructed this minister. He calls in the minister and he says, I have granted you all of these servants to be at your disposal, to be at your service for this amount of time. However, you have to provide for them. You're in charge of them. You have to provide for them. They need food. They need sustenance. You have to provide that for them. And if you do that, they'll take care of you. What happens? They go out to the journey. A day, a week. And all of the servants, they're all doing exactly that, like they were instructed by the king. But the minister, he's taking it easy. He's sitting on the top of the boat, on the deck, sprawled out on a lawn chair, on a beach chair, taking a suntan, neglecting to do what he has to do, his part of the bargain, and taking care of these people. So one of the servants comes to him and says, Hasar he says, how could you you not do what you're supposed to be, be commanding what the, what the king commanded you? We're doing our part. Why are you not doing your part? Imagine if one of us wouldn't protect you. We wouldn't. If we would see that the... Uh, that the, the sails need to be moved, if it would seem that you have to go under for, for cover, let's say we wouldn't take care of you. We wouldn't hold you down. You'd topple over into the ocean and die. If we wouldn't be watching, we wouldn't be protecting, we would make sure that the, the boat is going on course, you would just fall right over. And you're not keeping your side of the deal. said this one courageous servant says to him, Get yourself in order and and uh, retract from this terrible mistake. Betshuva, repent, and ask mechila, like we learned in Sharachuva. Because actually the king told us that if you don't carry out what you are supposed to, then we shouldn't carry out our side of the deal. If you don't take care of us, he told us we shouldn't take care of you. So they said, awaken from your foolishness and your mistaken ways. So that's the analogy, a very interesting mushal. Now my brother, what's the nimshal? We, the neshama, we're that minister. And all of our organs are the servants that the king instructed and commanded them, take care of this person. He's going to be on a journey. He has to get to a certain destination. He has a mission to fulfill in this world. And he's going to be there for a certain amount of time. 60 years, 70 years, 90 years, maybe 100 years. Protect him. Take care of him everything that he needs. And he's going to also take care of you what you have to do. However, Hashem instructed that if the minister does what he's supposed to and as if we do what we're supposed to, then Hashem says the organs will work properly. But if not, Hashem says, I allow the organs, I actually allow the whole world, which is here to serve the man, 
I allow it also to not behave properly. And that's what Chazal tells us. He brings it based on the Pasuk in Parshas Buhu and the rest of that Parsha. And there's this whole idea of a Buhukoise Telechu, where we're promised if we do what we're supposed to, Hashem will give us bracha and prosperity and blessing and things will work. It will rain at the proper time. The crop will be good. We'll be protected. We'll have peace. And if not, if the opposite happens, Hashem says then, the heavens will close and you will not have enough food. There will be a scarcity and there will be war and tragedy and you will fall to your enemy. And the Rambam tells us in Ilkhaz Tshuva that this is not even really reward and punishment. This is just the way the system works. If we do what we're supposed to do, then everything clicks, everything works properly to enable us to fulfill our mission in life and get to Elamaba. But if we decide to rebel and not keep our side of the deal, what we're supposed to do, then Hashem said, then I allow there to be a breakdown in society, I allow there to be a breakdown in the system of the world, the system of the person himself, the system of the way the universe operates. So this is, again, not we wrote on punishment, says the Rambam in the end of Hilkos Tshuva Perektes, but this is the system that Hashem wants it to work. So we take a lesson from the world at large and Hashem's creations that work properly and don't rebel, and that has to be a lesson for us that how could we use our free choice to rebel against Hashem? Perhaps we could say this is only if someone just maliciously just doesn't want to do what Hashem wants him to do. There are times we give in to our Yetzirah, our evil inclination, he gets the better of us, we did something we weren't supposed to, but it wasn't maliciously, it wasn't like we wanted to rebel. He's talking about a here about someone who wants to rebel, someone who's just, I don't really care, I, I'm just going to do this, I'm tired of this, I don't want to, today I want it to be a free day, something like that. Of course, there are times where Shem knows we have a Yetzirah and we do fall and we do fail at times, and we have to do tshuva for that. But that's not what he's talking about over here. Good. This is the Cheshben Ha Shishi. I good tonight.